Welcome to the Cozy Cozy Podcast. We're here to create comfort along the entrepreneurial journey and really the life journey. Join us for inspiring, dynamic conversations that make the arduous process of venturing out into the unknown feel more doable because we believe in making the impossible possible. We hope you'll join us as we play in the infinite. So pull up a seat, grab a blanket, let's get cozy. Welcome back to the Cozy Cozy Podcast. I am sorry for the delay. We did not have an episode drop on Sunday, two days ago, because I was traveling. And while I have definitely recorded episodes over the last four and a half years in Colorado, it did not feel like aligned for me um, on this trip. But over the last two episodes we've had with Dr. Anshul Gupta and Holly Copeland, who is a heart and mind alchemist, I feel like I've dropped some breadcrumbs about what is going on in my personal life that I want to share more on. I'm finally ready to share more on. And the lesson for all of us today, beyond just learning a little bit more about my fertility journey, if in any way, shape, or form it can help you on yours, Um, or just your holistic health journey in general, is that what came up for me in a new way is this concept of comparison. Why do we do it? What does it mean? And what can we learn about ourselves when we're falling into comparison? So I want to (laughs) highlight the very top of the episode that that is the meat of what we're going to get into today. I'm going to take you guys through a little bit more of my journey, how and why comparison has come up for me, kind of a second time around or like a new lens through which I can look at my lessons um, on and around comparison, and then also just sharing a little bit more about how you might be able to understand what's what's going on with you if this is something that you're doing pretty often, like comparison. So One more disclaimer before we go into it. There was an episode recorded in 2020 called I Was Thinfluenced. And in so many ways, it talks about this subject of comparison. And the thing about comparison is that a lot of times there's a mechanism in the brain, um, which we can refer to as mirror neurons, that is call it a survival mechanism we all we all have to sort of measure up to essentially feel safe right so um i don't know this is maybe a silly example but like if thousands of years ago i look around me and everyone else is grabbing warm fur coats that they made and I'm comparing myself and realizing I don't have one maybe I need to get one to feel to to stay warm and feel safe it's also this notion that we are tribal as humans and fitting in is also part of survival so we can trace a lot of comparison all the way back to um, this brain mechanism called mirror neurons the i don't want to rehash that whole episode because it's a super powerful one and i have linked it in the show notes it's just called i was influenced the reason i recorded it then because you guys know i'm always sharing and solo casting on what i'm learning in life in real time is that when I became pregnant, I was 
my mirror neurons were really, really popping off when I would look at Instagram and thin people because I was doing the opposite. I was gaining weight as one does when they're pregnant. And one of the interesting things about mirror neurons is when we're looking at something, it, it communicates back to us that that we have it too, which is why we feel so good when we watch uplifting shows and we feel so good and get dopamine hits when we're on Instagram. Um, sometimes, I don't know if anyone has ever done this, but back in my heyday of bodybuilding um, in my early 20s and mid-20s, I could like scroll bodybuilding sites and pages and literally feel as if all of a sudden I was I was I was that fit or I was that then. And there's some there's some hacks we can use with mirror neurons too for personal growth and 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 goal achievement quite literally. But I will just link that. So comparison has come up for me before, but here we are almost three years later, and I want to talk about it a little bit more. So about five minutes into the episode, I'm gonna segue over to my journey, my health journey that you guys know about a little bit about and then and then segue back into comparison. All right. So, what I dropped on the Anshul Gupta podcast with um a discussion around Hashimoto's is that I have Hashimoto's. What exciting news. <laughs> and then um, on what would have been July 2nd, I dropped an episode with Holly Copeland, who's a heart and mind alchemist, and it was actually her journey through a mold infection that literally, quote, woke her up to her gifts, her talents, a massive shift in her life path, and what has led her to now be a healer. So what's hilarious about this, or not, just perfect kismet universal intelligence right in front of our own eyes is that I don't take a lot of cold outbound or inbound um, podcast reach outs because you guys know I'm always interviewing people I either meet in real life or I reach out to because I just really want to talk to them and or our friends and, and so forth. So Dr. Anshul Gupta's PR guy reaches out to me. He's like, do you want to talk about Hashimoto's? And literally I had just been diagnosed that day. Couldn't have timed it better. Then Holly Copeland shows up and I was like, you know, I've talked about alchemy on this podcast. I'm a big believer in going into the heart. It says she does some biofield tuning and um, works with subtle energy bodies. We've talked about that here. Sure, I'll have her on. And then lo and behold, the day I got my mycotox test back, I found out I was positive for mold. I recorded with her and she told me her whole story. So hopefully if what I'm about to share about my own health journey is somehow connected to what you're going through, I hope that you will go listen to those two episodes and they will be as supportive for you as they were for me. So if anyone um, is new to the podcast and or you've never listened to this before, I would say throughout since 2018 when I launched the podcast, I've I've continued continued to be as vulnerable and transparent about my health journey as absolutely possible. Um, I think episode three is about my first ever gut health journey. And if you look back to, I want to say the end of 2022, I did a podcast about my fertility journey so far. And um, to give you guys the Cliff Notes update so that this makes sense, um, Declan was born in 2021. You can listen to my traumatic birth story also on this podcast. And 
I breastfed for about nine and a half months. I stopped breastfeeding at the end of January when I went on my bachelorette trip. Four days later, I came home after being with a bunch of women and I got my period and it was super healthy. I had about six super healthy periods. After the first three, we were like kind of like not not trying. After three, I was like, look, I'm close enough to my wedding that like I don't care if I'm a little bit pregnant. I know my dress will still fit. Let's start timing ovulation. Started timing ovulation for three months and then it was our wedding. And so not not trying in February and March, beginning of April, timed ovulation, end of April, May, and June, I literally thought I was going to test positive for pregnancy on my wedding day and instead I got my period. But I was like, you know what? This is fine. Like, I don't need to be pregnant right now. Like, it's my wedding. I can, not that it's all about drinking, but like I can drink. I don't have to worry about anything. And then I'll try again later. And then I had three more weddings last year. And so I still was like, my biggest priority is pregnancy, but if it doesn't happen, like, it's fine. I've got a lot going on. By September, we weren't pregnant, and I was starting to get a little curious because I hadn't been having normal bowel movements much of the year. And the reason that I didn't use this as a, you guys, I I think, listening that have followed this podcast, especially since 2018, are probably like, Garrett, like, you've been talking about gut health since day one. Like, why would that not be a red flag for you? The reason it wasn't a red flag is because my old gut health issues always ended with constipation. So as long as I was having a movement every day, I was kind of like, look, I'm I'm getting stuff out of my body, right? Like we do detox. A lot of gunk comes out um, in our stool, right? So I was like, well, I'm moving stuff out of my body, so I'm not too concerned. However, they were more, they were like looser stools and just not healthy bowel movements. Let's put it that way. And by, by September, I was like, mm, I feel like I should look into this, but I'm not bloated and I'm not constipated, so maybe it's not that bad. Um, I'll just keep trying. And then the other thing I started to tune into when I really thought about it was that I was really nauseous. Like, And the funny thing is that I think I just had so much going on with planning my wedding and then all the other weddings and then really conceiving cozy cozy that I didn't really realize that every month I'd be nauseous and I'd think, oh, maybe I'm pregnant and then I wouldn't be pregnant. (laughs) Like maybe I should just look into why I'm nauseous all the time. So November, I thought about working with Olivia Wagner of Lived Nourish, but I was like, you know what? The holidays are pure chaos. I'm going to wait until, you know, I'm going to give it till the end of the year to get pregnant. Then January comes around. We got COVID. We were still not pregnant. And, um, Somewhere along the way, let's say between October and January, we decided that since we weren't pregnant, we were going to take a proper honeymoon. And when I say proper, I mean also with our child and go to New Zealand for the month of February because we would have a free place to stay with my dad, who is a dual resident. So we're like, okay, you know what? Life is good. We're just going to, we're going to relax. We're going to go on our honeymoon. We're just going to have fun and not worry and we'll get pregnant. Well, didn't get pregnant. So in March of this year, so four months ago, I was like, okay, I need to work with Olivia. I'm back from vacation. I've done all the weddings, including my own. I've had COVID. I've DIY'd this and it's time to get serious. And the first thing we did was run a stool test. (laughs) And of course, I had a ton of dysbiosis. What was interesting is that the dysbiosis this time was 
drastically different than what it was back in 2017 and 19 when I worked with Bridget Carroll. So had to sort of start rebalancing the gut, which I've done before. I have tons of resources on this if anyone else is going through it. Don't ever take supplements if you haven't checked your stool because your stool will tell you exactly what's going on in your body and, and what supplements will actually help you. And obviously work with a professional. Um, don't DIY it. Supplements can get really gnarly if, if you don't know when to take them or what can you know interact with another thing. So I got on a ton of supplements and still a little bit of nausea, still not getting pregnant. So we did um, uh, the low, I have an episode called the low hanging fruit of fertility where I've talked a lot about this and there's basically 10, nine or 10 blood markers that will show you like if you're depleted in this or if it's off, it will impact fertility. And that's why I called it the low hanging fruit. Like you don't need to just go straight to IVF. Like you can hit these, um, you can look at these blood work markers and see if these are off because they're very, let's say tweakable or healable through supplements and lifestyle changes that can then help you get pregnant. And out of the 10, I would say two or three of mine were off. I also did a hair and mineral test, which will tell you the current status of mineral and vitamin depletion or um, repletion in your body. I found out I was deficient in boron and, um, but everything else kind of looked good minus the heavy metals that were in my body from the vaccine. So we were tackling what we could there. Then I was still nauseous and I was still not feeling great. So we decided to look into mold. And in the meantime of waiting for the P test to come back, we did another round of blood work. The blood work came back as elevated antibodies, or thyroidal antibodies. Those elevated thyroidal antibodies, which I talked about with Dr. Anshul Gupta, are the first sign of Hashimoto's. What's hilarious is my primary care doctor said, well, when you have thyroidal antibodies elevated, it means that they're attacking your thyroid, but we don't consider you to be unwell until your TSH, T3, and T4 are impacted, meaning that your thyroid is really, really harmed. And <laughs> so I was like, so you don't consider elevated antibodies to be Hashimoto's or to be of concern, but you do, once once it goes all the way as far as to affect TSH, T3, and T4, then it's a problem? Well, of course, in Western medicine, then they'll consider it a problem because then they have medicine to treat it. They won't treat elevated thyroidal antibodies, which I so gratefully have the privilege of working with Olivia to treat it. So what's funny is Jeff's analogy was easily like, so they're saying that there's a battle, but the war's not over yet. And I was like, exactly. So I find out that I have Hashimoto's and Dr. Anshul Gupta really walked me through what that means, the root causes, and the things that I was learning with Olivia in real time. So when we look at Hashimoto's, okay, we're like, well, what is elevating your thyroids and what is that thyroid antibodies and what does that even mean? It is an autoimmune condition, which means these antibodies, which like think about when you get sick, antibodies are the immune response that help heal you, Right. For instance, that's why like when we think about getting a flu shot, you're getting antibodies to help your body fight or have immunity to something. So if your thyroidal antibodies are elevated for the hell of it, well, why? They're, that's autoimmunity. That means your body's fighting just to fight. And, and essentially, it's attacking yourself. It's attacking your own thyroid. And then the other blood mark, work marker in correlation to this that was elevated, it was my cholesterol. Cholesterol, so I've learned, 
will rise when there is some level of autoimmune issue coming through. So we look at, okay, what is elevating those thyroidal antibodies? And again, you can listen. I'm just going to give you guys the cliff notes. I am not a doctor. Dr. Anshul Gupta gave us a ton of great bullet pointed um, advice um, on what and why in that episode. So what is first and foremost, not having vitamin and mineral depletion or um, deficiencies. So, okay, your body's not getting the nutrients and minerals that it needs. It's going to go into fight or flight and start attacking itself. Well, according to my blood work, my B vitamins, all my vitamin levels, which my doctor, by the way, wouldn't run that panel on me. When I ran it independently with Olivia and Rupa Labs, um, my vitamin stores were great. My hair and mineral test came back, obviously great, minus the boron thing, and I'm supplementing with a boron pill now. So it's like, okay, well, that's that's fine. The other one is toxins in your water. Well, we checked our water in January, um, and then again in March. We've had two different people come in to test our water. We have our own well, so um, we can kind of control it very easily compared to if you live in a city, and our water is in pristine condition. Okay, so water and vitamin and minerals, that's fine. All taken care of. Um, what's the next one? Stress. Okay, well, yes, being a founder of a company is incredibly stressful. I am doing the best I can. And luckily, a lot of other things in my life haven't changed. So yes, there's stress of not getting pregnant. There's stress of funding a new company, managing a team, learning things on the fly, a lot of stress, but I'm still getting sleep. I'm still living in the same house. I have friends. I have family. Um, I'm, I'm, let's just say I, I'm managing it the best that I can. So the other one, according to Dr. Anshul Gupta is some sort of co-infection, um, Epstein-Barr or like mono. I don't have that. So in comes the next potential cause of, um, well, there's two <laughs> of, of thyroidal antibody elevation, AKA Hashimoto's. It's either, and I promise I'll get to the point of comparison. I'm almost there guys. It's either leaky gut, which we know that I have uh, some level of leaky gut going on given inflammation in my gut, given the dysbiosis, given my sensitivity to gluten, and we're working on it. So we're like, okay, if we're already working on that, what else could it be? The last stone not yet overturned at this point was mold. So Olivia's like, let's do a mold mold test on you. And while we were waiting for it, Jeff did an at-home Swiffer test where you basically Swiffer multiple parts of your house, the, the dust particles, and you send it out and you can find out if there's mold. It's called an ERMI test. ERMI test comes back mid-June and it's like, get out of your house. Your house has like toxic levels of mold. And we're like, what? Oh my gosh. Like, how is this happening? Like, we can't see any mold. Like, what do we do? So Jeff had serve pro come and they're like look we don't even we don't smell mold and we don't see mold like get your ducks clean to have better air quality but like you know we can't help you so then we call this guy the indoor doctor who's like this nerdy i mean not in the best way like very very well studied mold person he comes in he's like i don't smell mold i don't see mold but i will test your air quality and he gets out all these gadgets and he's swabbing and swiping and collecting air and he was here for four hours and he comes back he's like you know 
your air quality is not bad. You can tweak it with this really special air filter. You can get a dehumidifier for your basement. But like, again, I wish I could find mold, but I really don't see any mold. There's nothing that I can remediate. And these guys, they want to find mold because that's how they make money is remediation. So then we call a third guy. Same thing. I wish I could find mold, but I'm really not seeing anything. So we're caught between Western and Eastern, you know, world views because according to all these mold experts, the ERMI test is too sensitive and not correct and should only be used for industrial and we shouldn't, you know, put any weight into it and that there's no mold in our house. Meanwhile, my mold test came back saying that that I have tons of mold in my body. So I'm on a detox for that with infrared sauna and, um, sweating as much as I can, biotoxin binders, um, the list goes on and I can share more about that if anyone is curious. So here I am understanding that I am back on a very deep health journey and why all of this is because I'm not getting pregnant. But like I said, in former episodes that I've recorded on fertility, the word infertile does not resonate with me because you know, I did have a healthy pregnancy and (laughs) I have a child, so I know my body can do this. So I end up getting into IVF because I was like, the last two stones not overturned yet are anatomical ones. Is my uterus okay? Do I have eggs? So I've done the egg test. I do have eggs. Thank God I actually have a lot of eggs for 32 age 32. And um, I'm doing the uterine cavity test at the end of this month of July. So we've done a lot of work. And what I'm finding is what's interested it, what's interesting is, and the lesson for all of this on comparison, I'm going to segue into the higher lesson, and then I'm going to trace it back to my examples. So compare my personal mindset and spiritual coaching you know, thesis on comparison is that we do it when we're not scaffolded yet in the I we want to be or the person we are trying to become. And what I mean by scaffolded is we're not fully built yet. We're not fully structured in the thing we're trying to achieve or become. And we get really, really frustrated that it's not happening overnight, and so we look externally. The analogy that I thought of on the airplane yesterday when I was thinking about this is, think about growing a garden, or even what the life cycle I feel like I mentioned on every podcast I've ever recorded, which is you destruct, right? You have to till the land. You have to kind of mess it up and put some soil down and create a bed, which is a void, which is a rich, magical, dark space for things to grow in. So you destruct, then you have the void, you plant the seed, and then then you have the, the life cycle aspect of creation. So when you plant a seed, the seed starts sprouting roots. Those roots go down deeper into the earth. If you're just looking at the bed of the garden, you don't see anything. And you're like, well, that person's garden over there has a ton of flowers. And that person has these things popping off. And that person has this going on. Because it looks like nothing's happening. Meanwhile, things are sprouting underground. You just can't see it yet. And it's before you have the flower, before you have the garden, that you almost don't trust in your own ability to grow the garden, to have the garden, to be the gardener, that you start doubting and looking elsewhere and comparing 
And sometimes that can thwart the whole entire thing you're trying to grow or build because you're focused on lack and what you don't have because you're projecting outward and not inward. So here's where I tie in the lesson to fertility. So many people, and maybe you're one of them, feel like, oh, well, I can't tell my pregnancy news to so-and-so because they're not pregnant yet. Or um, I want to be delicate in the fact that I got pregnant because, you know, other people aren't. Or And I know that that sounds like, well, Garrett, that just sounds like they're very thoughtful and caring. But what we don't want to do is roll out a red carpet for someone else's grief or, or dull our own flame or hold back our own joy to feel some level of guilt. Like guilt is a very low vibration. We don't ever want to feel guilt if especially if it's not necessary anymore. Does it is it is it warranted here, right? So so many people come to me, oh God, I didn't want to tell you because like I'm like, you don't need to feel bad for me. Like for me, I've not yet fallen into any level of comparison with other people's pregnancy and other people's conception and journeys because I'm so busy over here doing my own work and tilling my own garden. I mean, I just spent almost 20 minutes explaining to you guys all the different tests I've taken, the pee test, the blood work, the stool test, the hair and mineral test, the, you know, the podcast recordings I've spent learning even more. And to me, when you're really focused on your own stuff, right? It's like water your own garden over here. Um, it's it's you're getting you're you're so busy busy and and getting busy in the getting scaffolded and of the building structurally that you why would you compare? It's sort of like I'm getting the image of like if you're a steel worker building a tall skyscraper, you have to be so focused on building because it's literally your safety. If you're watching what other people are doing and not focused, like you could fall, you could fall, right? I know that's kind of a grave example, but that just is kind of what came into my head. So when we're getting scaffolded and we're really trusting our process and we're really, really in our own journey and internally focused, which a lot of times with the hard stuff, guys, it's like you really do have to be. This has been the least fun season of my life. Just because I'm not comparing does comparing myself to others doesn't mean it has been fun. I mean, on top of all of this, we've had Jeff's gone through the whole gamut of using posterity health to test his sperm at home, going to a hospital doing sperm tests, doing cancer rescreens, um, testicle ultrasounds because he had testicular cancer years ago, blood work hormone panels, Declan has Lyme disease. I mean, we have just been in it with the sixth house. Our, As a family, we are a sixth house of health. Um, our Saturn transiting Pisces, Pisces is our sixth house as a family. And like, it's just crazy. So all of that to be said, the lesson is if you're really, really committed to what you're doing, what you're growing, what you want to quote achieve, to use that word, you really won't compare because you will be in the process so deeply that like you don't have time to compare. So to use the literal garden example, it's like, I'll use Jeff. He has made two garden beds this year. And it's like, I've watched, you know, first he had to build with this special cedar wood that he researched and he built the thing. And then he ordered the special loom and then he's putting that in. And then he's 
creating some irrigation system with some special hose and then he planted the seeds and then he's working more on this irrigation system and then while the seeds are growing then he was building a fence around them to like keep animals out and then he's continuing to water it and putting certain fertilizer like he's just so not like I'm going to set it and forget it, which I know there's also space, some points in time we have to do that. He's just so committed to it. So I think the question to ask yourself is, are you committed to your journey? Because a certain level of commitment will tip the scales away from comparison all the time. And we see this with body image a lot. Throw people be people. One of my most famous articles that ever went almost viral in, I don't even remember, maybe 2015 or 16 um, on my old Crossroads of Fitness website was the five pound fuss and how so many people waste time and energy and even money over, I just need to lose five pounds. And for some people it's 10, but like whatever the number, this fuss around it. And it's like, they're more addicted to the, the wanting or needing to lose it than the actual commitment of losing it if that makes sense and complaining about it and taking pictures of their bodies and whining and being in their sorrows is more of their energy than actually getting up and going to the gym and staying patient and staying so committed that it's like just the the word I've been sort of waiting to be punchy with but I just I can't hold it back anymore it's trust when you're committed, so committed because you trust the potential so much, it's like, I don't care if I have to literally watch this garden with my own eyes for hours or if I have to, you know, build three more. I am so committed to this because I'm in so much trust with this potential, knowing that it is for me. Like, I know I'm going to have another baby. And it doesn't mean that I'm like, oh, I'm anti-IVF. If it has to be IVF, if I learn something else about my health, great. Like I'll do it. But right now we're still trying naturally because we know that Jeff is healthy. I have eggs. We think my uterus is okay, but we're going to get it checked anyway. And I'm doing a lot of the holistic work and supplement protocol to get my hormones in better shape, lower those thyroidal antibodies, continue to keep my vitamin and nutrient levels high, so on and so forth. And I'm just in so much trust that like it's great that other people are getting pregnant. It's great that other people are getting pregnant right away and all of that. It's not really bumming me out. But here's where comparison has popped up for me. It's popped up for me in my founder journey. And there's so many points of any arduous journey, whether that's your health journey or it's building a company or it's dating or it's fat loss or it's building wealth, where there's just this essence of time that while I 1000% believe in quantum, and you guys know I've had quantum experiences in my life, particularly when my house I live in showed up, there's also certain things that do take time. And I believe time is just like this mechanism that's forcing us to really get scaffolded in our own trust. But there's certain things I can't control with being a founder. I can't control that this company that's making our custom nip gloss tubes took two weeks to figure out how to freight forward it to us, to our lab. I can't control that our lab wasn't ready to make our product order until two weeks after they said, and now they have to create it and batch it and send it out to us for testing before they'll fill it in our tubes, which like obviously because quality control, but for two weeks, I can't really do anything besides wait. And it's in these weird time lulls, right? Like the two week wait when you're trying to conceive that we start to look out 
and and I'm not fully scaffolded in being this founder yet because we're still pre-revenue. And there's this part of me that's, it's not that I'm not in trust with Cozy Cozy because I fully am, but in the time lulls is when my brain and fear creeps in. I think because I've had a baby before, I'm not, I don't have fear around not getting pregnant. And, and that's a huge, I can be my own expander in that, which is really lucky. Um, so I'm not, I don't have fear coming up in the time lulls where I start second guessing and falling into comparison because comparison is rooted in fear and lack. But with the founder side of things, I do like, I, I look at all these brands that are having this success and looking at all the money they've raised and looking at their branding and looking at their packaging and looking at their Shopify site. And I'm like, ah, and then I'm like, okay, what am I doing here? Like, why can't I just keep the visual that all these roots are creating these beautiful networks underground that are all for me, that are all here to build this beautiful foundation of a vibrant company, but in the darkness, in the not seeing, in the not yet, in the space between, it's very like, you know, where it's very easy to fall into fear when you've never done it. So again, going back to my thesis as a spiritual mindset coach, it's like, and a founder, it's comparison happens to those who are not yet scaffolded in the thing that they want and yearn to build or create and create. And so I'm still building, I'm still growing. And I am I am not fully scaffolded yet in being a founder of a CPG company. And so what is my lesson? My lesson is to keep my head down, build my trust muscle, and be so committed, which again, I, I, I do really believe that I'm incredibly committed, but I'm being fully transparent that even when you're committed, the time will stink, right? The two-week wait after you've ovulated and you've timed intercourse and now you're waiting to see if you get pregnant. The waiting does feel hard and make the best use of the time. That is what I'm telling myself. Like, how can I be most scaffolded? What can I read while I'm waiting two weeks for the freight forwarding? What can I learn? Who can I meet with? I don't need to doubt it. Like, comparison is doubt to me. To me, comparison is doubting ourselves. And so while I'm on my healing, gut healing, hormone healing, mold healing journey. I'm building a company. The universe is like, let's just throw it all at you right now. Let's just really go for it. It's hard. It really is hard. And I think the recipe is commitment, trust, and surrender. Commitment, trust, and surrender. So if that helps you, which I hope it does, I would really urge you to go back and listen to a three years ago episode, Everything is Cyclical, right? When I recorded, I was thinfluenced because it will help you better understand what is actually going on in your brain when you fall into comparison. Why we like it, why it happens. Obviously, I gave you my, my updated thesis on it all, but from a more of a neural network standpoint, I think that one will definitely support you. So I don't share my mold and fertility journey to like be like, oh, what was me? Life is so hard. Please feel bad for me. It's genuinely like, look under this stone too. Like maybe this is impacting you. If I can bring awareness to Hashimoto's and mold, 
great. If you want more resources on it and you want to hear Holly's story about how she couldn't find mold in her house, either it ended up being found in her mattress. I also urge you to go listen to that. So I will link Dr. Anshul Gupta's Hashimoto's episode, the mold one, um, and also I was thinfluenced in the show notes. You guys can tune in. Um, final note is that we will we will <laughs> be launching by August 1st. Our website will have products to buy, um, namely our Cozy Cozy sweatshirt and our nipple and lip balm called Nip Gloss by August 1. So if by chance you are listening to this after August 1, head on over to www.cozycozy.com and please support us. We want your feedback on our product. We want your nips and lips to feel hydrated and moisturized and we want it to be easy for you with our single hand pop-off cap and easy swipe on ceramic head. So I hope you'll enjoy the product. Thank you so much for the support in advance. And then finally, the second annual Full Circle Feminine Retreat is happening this November in Stowe, Vermont. I'm so excited. First weekend of November, and there is a wait list that you can click. Um, you can go to Grounded Nourishment's website. There's a link in the show notes. Click there. You get on the list, especially if you're listening in real time. The signups drop at the end of July, um, and you guys, there's only, I think, 12 spots this year. So a little bit of a smaller crew, but will be so magical at the amazing Sterling Forest in Stowe, Vermont. So let me know if you have questions. Thank you guys so much for being here. And if you guys are looking for any meditations, I am on Insight Timer. I have a maiden to mother meditation. I have a money meditation and a few others. So that is also linked in the show notes. Thank you all so much for being here. I'm grateful to have the space to share my journey. I hope that this has helped you if you are on a fertility journey or a health journey, or a founder journey, and you're following in a comparison. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll talk to you soon.